we were talking about was the breaking of wood, if it's mutar or not, if I want to use it as a toothpick, or if I want to use the smell, when is it mutar, when is asur. We talked about gathering wood from the yard, which we said was mutar, as long as you don't make piles, and Rishim won't even allow the piles, and we said you're not allowed to make a fire from scratch on Yom Tov. To make a fire from another fire is allowed, esh le'esh, that's allowed. But to make a new fire from scratch by rubbing two stones together, etc., wood, that's uh, not allowed. And by the way, anyone has a chance to look into the sugya of a match. Today we all know striking a match is asur. Originally, they, uh, some poskim allowed it. They felt it was a sort of esh le'esh. Uh, just uh, interesting, so we have to look into if we get a chance. And with that, we are starting Lamed Gimel Amud Ebet. Three lines from the bottom where it says, We do not heat up the roof tiles in order to use it so I could roast things on it. And the Gemara asks, My Ka'avid, what's the problem with that? So, Here we're talking about new roof tiles. And the reason it's asur, you're trying to check to see if they can stand the heat. And so you're trying to kill two birds with one stone. You're trying to roast on it, but you're also trying to check if they're strong enough. And that, that meaning you're doing this really shallow litzorech. And some say, no, the reason is a different reason. Because you have to, uh, you have to uh, strengthen them. And the only way to strengthen them is by putting them in fire. And the first time you put them on fire, they become strong and you're finishing this keli. And that's why it's asur. Now, Tananatam, we learned in Mishnah Masechet Hulin, a bird that uh, a person crushed it, or you threw that bird on the wall, or or an animal uh, kicked that bird against the wall. Umfarkeset that the bird is still moving but it can't stand Vishahata Mayatlayat awaited an entire day twenty-four hours and then Ushata then you shakari keshira and you don't have to worry that maybe something on the inside it was broken and you couldn't see. It lived for twenty-four hours, that's good enough. And Amar Bil Azar Baryanay Mishumri Bil Azar bin Antignos Tsirikabidika. After that twenty-four hours you still have to check inside to see if this broke, that broke. And Rashi explains, you need both. You need 24 hours and you need to check to see that everything was okay. In general, with other terefot, we believe that an animal could live with the trefa, hole in the heart, etc. for 12 months. So that you have to check anyways. But over here, it's 24 hours and still you have to check. So, that bird on Yom Tov. It, you know, it got hurt, and it waited 24 hours, it's still alive. Do we worry that maybe it's a terefa, and you're just wasting your time with toreh for no reason? Do we say, oh, it's uh, it was probably hurt yesterday, it's probably terefa, that's why we're not shachting it? Or maybe we don't have to worry, meaning that 24 hours... How far do you go with it? How lenient you're going to be with it? Would you even shecht on Yom Tov? Yes or no? And Amar Le Rabbi Zerah Le Rabbi Miya we learned in our Mishnah, We don't heat up the tiles 
to roast on them. When we asked my kavid, what's the issue that you're doing? We're talking about new tiles. You're trying to check how strong they are. And you're at the end of the day, you are heating them up. And uh, you're and for no, there's no reason to heat them up. You know, it's not for Yom Tov, and you see that you're not allowed to check to see if something is strong enough on Yom Tov because it could be that you heated it up and it's Torah Shelo So you see also over here that you can't check that animal because you'd be Torah Shelo also. Yeah, but then Rabbi Yirmiyah pushes back Rabbi Zeran Amar, then he tells him, and then, yeah, we all like the second opinion that. Uh, that uh, with the tiles, that you're trying to strengthen them, you're doing actually something, and therefore there's no connection from one sugya to the other. And that leads the Gemara to bring a different, uh, interesting case, Tanya. We're talking about doing laundry on Shabbat. One person brings the fire. One person brings wood. Another person puts uh, the pot. One person puts water. Another person puts uh, ingredients, spices. The next person mixes. Everyone is mehadal Shabbat in this case. The first one who brought uh, the fire, he's mavair. The second one who brought the wood is mavair. Then the next person who mixes is mevashel. Uh, and the Gemara asks the question. We learned in a different bright Everyone is patur. The last one is the one who's hayav. So which ones? Which is it? everyone or just the last one? So the Gemara explains lakashya. Depends. If you're bringing the fire to begin with, then every action is just adding to the Isur, and therefore everyone is doing an Isur. If you're only bringing the fire at the end, then everyone just helped, but they didn't do anything. Now, according to the first opinion, everyone's doing an action, therefore everyone's Hayab. The person putting that empty pot on the fire, my kavid, what do you do? Why is it a sur? Why do you get in uh, sur? Why do you get punished? So Amar Bishomelakishachabekterachadashaskin. And here we're talking about a new pot. And the same isur as the tiles. You're strengthening it by putting it on the fire. So same idea here with the pot. You're strengthening it by putting it on the fire. And tanura banan tanur vechiraim hadashim, an oven that is new, harehen, kechola kelim and italim bechatzer. They're like any other keli that you're allowed to move. They're not considered muktzeh because you would not necessarily have to cook with them. You could also store things inside. Aval en sachin otan shemen. You can't smear them with oil to make them shine. Ve'en tashin otan bematlit. You cannot dry them with a towel. Ve'en mefigin otan betzonan. And you can't make them cold using cold water. Kedel hasman All that in order to strengthen it. But if you're doing all these things to lower the heat in order to bake it better, let's say you don't want the bread to burn, you don't want the food to overcook, so you're lower, you're doing, you're putting oil, you're putting cold water, something just to lower the heat, then you're allowed to. You're allowed to wash the head and the feet with hot water of an animal in order to soften up so you could take off the, the, the skin over there. And you could put them in fire so this way the hair could be burnt. 
אבל אין תופלין אותן בחסית, but you can't put crushed clay on it, ולא באדמנה, not dirt, ולא בסיד, and not with limestone. All this is the way professionals do this. It's uh, all done professionally in a way that it takes off the hair very easily, and it's the way you do it on hull. And you can't use a scissor to shave it off. It looks like you're trying to keep that hair and not for food. And you can't cut dry vegetable leaves with their special scissor. Again, it looks like you're cutting it off the ground or going to cut it off the ground. There's bitter herbs that when you cut them, it's meant to make them edible. And you're allowed to start a fire in a big oven that when you have a lot of uh, guests, you, uh, you, you, start, you make a fire over there, you cook in that. And you could heat up hot water in a kettle that's made of metal. And you cannot bake in a new oven because we're scared it's going to break. And therefore you ended up working for no reason. And Tanura Banan, we cannot blow on the charcoal to make them stronger, to make the fire stronger with a wind blower. That looks too professional and it's a sur. But you could blow with using a straw or a tube. Uh, that's a simple thing that doesn't look professional. And you cannot fix a skewer, a sikh, and you cannot sharpen it because that's a tikkun keli. It's not mamash ochel nefesh. And Tanura Banan, Kane, we do not break open a reed, so you can make like a skewer out of it, so you could roast a salty fish on it, because you're making a keli, but you're allowed to break a walnut in a uh, cloth and a towel, this way everything that broke it doesn't spread out everywhere. And we're not worried that the towel or the cloth will break, and then you, because even if you... Ripped it. What? That's ruining. It's not keriah. Keriah is when you rip in order to fix. Now the next mishnah. The Adamar Rabbi Leizer. Rabbi Leizer also said, "Omed Adam ala muktzeh." A person stands on a storage of food that's not ripened or edible yet. Ayerev Shabbat b'Shevi'it. Friday on a Shevi'it Shemitah year where you don't have to do any trumot and ma'asrot before you eat it. And the Omer, he says over there, I'm going to take something from this big uh, pile in the storage house. And tomorrow, when he picks it up on uh, Shabbat, retroactively, we're going to understand this is the ones he wanted, and therefore they're not muktzeh. Because he holds there is Berirah. He has to mark exactly what he's going to take. I'm taking from here to there because they don't have this Berirah business. We're not going to figure out tomorrow what you wanted now. Right now you have to figure out what you want tomorrow. And the Gemara starts. Now, 
we know that the basic halacha in Ma'asrot, the basic mitzvah, is anything uh, that uh, go, that is, it shows itself in front of the house is hayav in trumot and Ma'asrot. If it didn't see the front of the house, you don't have to give trumot and Ma'asrot. And hachamim or gozer in certain cases where it is considered hashuv enough that you have to give trumot and Ma'asrot. And the biggest example would be is Shabbat. Anything you eat on Shabbat is considered hashuv, and you have to give trumot and Ma'asrot on. And if what Nanatam we learned in Ma'asrot, tinokot she'etamnu te'eni me'erev Shabbat, children or really any person for that matter, that hid figs in the field on Friday afternoon, and their plan was to eat it on Shabbat. And remember, Shabbat is Hashuv, and they have to give Trumot and Ma'asrot on it. And, and the, the fact that they put it in the ground somewhere, they held it, they hid it, that made it Hashuv also. And V'shachuv asru. They forgot and they didn't do Ma'asir. The Motzei Shabbat lo yachlu, elayim ken isru. Motzei Shabbat, they can't eat from these unless they do Trumot and Ma'asrot. Meaning, once Shabbat passed, that's it. Uh, you can't uh, put it back in the pile. Rather, you have to uh, you, you have to do trumot and ma'asrot. Utna nami, and we also learned a ma'avir te'enim b'hatzerol lekatzot. If a person brought figs into his field, but he wants to leave it in the front yard to dry in order to make dry figs, banavu bnei beto ochlin mehen arai. His children, his family, could eat uh, temporarily, put them in their mouth without giving trumot and ma'asrot. Upturin, and they, they don't have to give Ma'asr yet because they, their Melacha wasn't finished yet. And Ba'amine Rava, Mirav Nahman Rava, asked the question of Nahman. Eating on Shabbat, Maushetikba Mukze le Ma'asr, Bidavashelon Nigmar Melachto. Mukze, you have a storage of uh, fruits, vegetables, whatever it may be, that the food wasn't ripened enough or it's not fully developed. Does Shabbat make it hashuv enough to you have to give trumot ma'asrot on it, even though it's not edible yet, or not? Mi amrina do we say kevan ichti vekarata la Shabbat oneg, and it's an oneg vafil b'davash shelonig mara melachto, and therefore it's an oneg and it's hashuv, and you have to give it trumot ma'asrot even on something that it it hasn't fully developed. Odilma b'davash nigmara melachto kavah davkan something where it's fully developed and it's a hashuv, and you have to give trumot ma'asrot. However. If it hasn't fully been developed, then you don't have to give Trumot Ma'asro. It's not Hashuv. And Amalein, Rav Nachman told Rava, Shabbat koba'at ben bedavash nigmira melachto, ben bedavash shilo nigmira melachto. Shabbat is Shabbat. It makes food Hashuv, whether it's fully developed or not. You have to give Trumot Ma'asro. And Amalein, Rava tells Rav Nachman, why do you say that? Maybe Shabbat's like the Hatser, meaning when food goes in front of the house, if it's finished, then you have to give Trumot and Ma'asrot, and therefore, Av Shabbat, same thing, should only make something Hashuv, if it's fully developed. We have a tradition in our hand, Shabbat Kovat, Shabbat makes food Hashuv enough for Trumot and Ma'asrot, whether it's edible yet or not. And Amar Morzutra, Bered Rav Nachman, Afanan Nami Tenina, we also learned in our Mishnah, Aviod Amar Bilazer, Omed Adam Alamukse, Arab Shabbat, Beshevi'it, etc. And he says, I'm going to take from here, Hakamim Sayyaf to Mark. 
and we understand that you have to prepare them. And it sounds like all you have to do is just prepare them, even though they're not fully finished. That's why it's muktzeh. And Tama, the Shavirit, and the whole thing is that it's a Shemitah year, they love Ba'asurehu. You don't have to give Trumot Ma'asrot on that year. So, Ha Bish'ar Shene Shavua. So, on other years of the Shemitah cycle, Ha Chanamid Ad Asur, it would be Asur, Tidan Daman Shabbat. My Tama, why? Because Lav Mishum De Shabbat Kavah has to be because Shabbat is Kovea, and therefore you would have to give Ma'asir. The Gemara says, Lot, that's not a proof. You can't compare our Mishnah to what Rav Nachman is saying because Shani Atam, our Mishnah is different. Once a person said, I'm going to take from here, you made it Hashuv, you did an action. So it wasn't the Shabbat, it was the action of saying, uh, I want this or I want that, or from here I'm going to take. The Gemara says, if that's the case, then my Shabbat, I feel nami. Then why are we talking about Shabbat, Erev uh, Shabbat on a Shemitah year? Even on a hall, what would be the Hidush? Meaning, uh, this should be mentioned in Seder Zeraim, in Mishnayot of Ma'asrot, not over here in Masechet Betzalagabe, Halchot Yom Tov. So rather, hakamash ma'alan, they come and tell me an extra din, the gabesh Shabbat and Yom Tov, the tevel muchan, what's al Shabbat? A tevel is not muktzeh when it comes to Shabbat, meaning Shabbat hits, it becomes hashuv and you're allowed to touch it. Nafkah mina, she'im avar v'tikno metukan, if a person is mechalol Shabbat, he was metaken, the trumot and ma'asrot, they weren't muktzeh, they're actually opposite, they are considered hashuv enough and you're allowed to eat it. And we're understanding the Mishnah as follows. A person is allowed to stand on a muktzeh and say, I'm going to eat from this, this. You're allowed to do the Arab Shabbat on Shavuot, but you're not allowed to do it any other year because you still have to do a tikkun, the whole Trumot and Ma'asrot process. And we'll start by here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.